Welcome to the Aging Gracefully podcast. I'm Mary Thompson. And I'm Janae Anderson. Join us as we explore the myths, beliefs, and realities of aging to empower each of us to thrive on all levels, every moment of our lives. Mary, honey, how are you? How's that knee of yours? Why are you talking to me like that? Oh, honey, don't worry about it. I'm feeling very uncomfortable with this. (laughs) Mary, I'm pulling something on you. It's called Elder Speak. Elder Speak? Elder Speak. Talking to older adults as if they're babies or a little slower. You know, we need to simplify our language when we talk to them. Oh my gosh. We just came off talking about ageism and this is... This is like that externalized projection of, of ageism that all of a sudden while you're talking to that, I felt myself kind of feeling like there was something wrong with me. Yes, and you know, interestingly, when we do elder speak, the people we're talking to appear to instantly age. You should have seen what happened to Mary. They walk and they talk less competently. They take it on. I mean, we can't help but be influenced in our society. And when we're constantly being treated as though we're children or simpletons or D or, or, or invalids, it's hard not to take that on. What I felt and what I, what I think is that we assume that someone else knows better about what our state of being is than we may know about ourselves. So when you come in and you're talking to me in that, in that voice, then I, I took on there must be something wrong with me as opposed to what's wrong with you. <laughs> Isn't that you, interesting? Why would you be talking to somebody like this? I, I tend to think we give power away. We do give power away, and so much of ageism is reflected in the language that we use. Elders speak just a very obvious um, aspect of ageism. That's really amazing. We think of the word old all by itself. I don't want to be old. That's not a cool word. No. I, what can we replace it with? We've gone into aging gracefully. But, you know, the connotation is we are getting older. That is the connotation. And, you know, Mary, we have tried Googling aging gracefully, and it's amazing. All the anti-aging things that come up on the screen. And just the fact that they can use that term anti-aging, seems to me that should be politically very incorrect. Well, considering that we're a huge voting block, yes, I think we need to stand up and make it politically incorrect. Anti-aging to me is fighting off those indicators that we are aging at all. Absolutely. And so one of the ways to maybe turn around the stereotype of how bad it is to get older is to work with our languaging. Yeah. I think of that line that you tell people, you're not getting older, you're getting better. We say, you're getting older and better. Yeah, why does it have to be one or the other? (laughs) But we can't embrace this. It's difficult, though, I think, to change that internal paradigm to look at our own prejudices against aging and our own languaging. It is. Maybe we're reinforcing internally the things that we would rather people didn't. I, I wasn't comfortable having Janae speak to me like that. And with a friend, I'm willing to say, why are you doing that? 
with the waiter at the restaurant, with the person at the grocery store. You know, when they speak to me like that, I think I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, did I do something wrong that you think that you need to speak to me in this condescending tone? I always think it's interesting if somebody says, and how are you today, young lady? Oh. Like like that's supposed to be a good thing, that they're yes. calling me young lady. You know, I got 40 years on you, buddy. <laughs> Take <laughs> yeah. that back. So it's suggested that when that kind of thing comes up, to actually challenge it. To say, well, what do you mean? I'm proud of being older. Mm-hmm. I've earned this. Yes. You know, there's a lot of value on this side of the aisle. Yes, so to to start reversing the languaging. So let's talk a little bit about what are cool words for describing this process and maybe some not so cool words. And part of this is taken from an AARP article by Mike Albo and Amanda Duarte. And... Um, so they have they have listed they grouped into categories like cool words one might be just older we talked about old but that little er qualifier you know we're all older than somebody a two-year-old is older than an infant so it doesn't become offensive when Mm -hmm. we say older this seasoned seniors I don't know. I, I, it just depends upon how it's used, who's using it, what they're implying with it. That all matters too. It's not always what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. But I like seasoned. It just seems like somebody who has been rubbed over a lot and <laughs> is ripe for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's certainly better than being an old codger, you know? <laughs> that it is, yes, or an old geezer. What about experienced? What do you think of that? I like that, experienced, because that's really what we gain each and every day, each and every year that we're adding on. We gain greater experience. So being recognized for that is almost a positive thing, that you're being recognized for having accomplished something, having been there and done that and learned the lesson. It's a great It's a great blessing. We have talked about the fact that we're both older mothers, and my 15-year-old son this morning was telling me that he is nervous about going to high school. And, uh, you know, he's got three more months of eighth grade, and he's starting to freak out about high school. And I used my experience to tell him that he is projecting out in the future, using the mind to just project fear when he could breathe and be enjoying this moment instead. So that that came from being a seasoned, experienced, older mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that because we're able to look and see things from a different vantage point. We are. Now, there's a man, actually Homer, who we interviewed uh, some episodes back. He teaches Tai Chi and Qigong, and he calls what he does ageless Tai Chi. What do you think of ageless? Well, ageless is good, but it may still be a little bit anti-aging. Ageless, because it's like, it's okay. I'm, I'm older than I was. So... The Tai Chi that he does has been modified for people in bodies that have aged out of maybe performance athletics. And it's done for enhancing the longevity of this physical form, not in a way that denies its age, but that really brings it uh, to its strength. 
Yes, I think by saying ageless, we mean that you can't pinpoint an age on it. Right, that anyone would be able to do this with modification and gain benefit from it that would support the body's ability to maintain vitality even as we age. Yes. I'm reminded of Yogananda, the great spiritual teacher who was standing before an audience of hundreds of hundreds of people. He never told his age. And um, he stood in front of them. He said, do you want to hear my age? And just a scream came from the, the audience. Yes. And he looked at them and said, I never tell my age. <laughs> and then he said, my age is one. I am one with all. So I am one. And you know, I like that attitude too. Yeah, because well, age is just a number. Yeah, and it's, he didn't want that planted on him. That say, oh, well, I couldn't be doing this because I'm not old enough yet. Yes, or I'm too old, or whatever no, you want to choose. this person's too old for me to take them seriously. Yes, yes, too old and senile. Mm -hmm. What about distinguished? What do you think of distinguished? Distinguished is a good word. It seems like a very masculine word to me. Why is that? I don't know. Why can't we be distinguished? Well, I imagine we could be. Tell but me. I, I'm trying to picture what do I look like. I don't know. I think of distinguished women. I've got someone, she's got a bun in her hair and she's got a shawl on. I'm going to start have... investing in, you know, expanding <laughs> my my perspective. You know how men, as they get that... that um... Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper hair. We start calling them distinguished. I just want to say, Mary, you're looking very distinguished. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. I'm going to go get my shawl. I think there was um, a blog, I think it was, but someone was talking about a term like matriarch, but she took it into matriarchitect. There was the matriarch. We've stepped into kind of this matriarchal age, and we are the architects of our lives. We create each and every day what is this going to look like? We're not. I'm not growing older in the same way my mother did. And I'm not growing older in the same way my aunts or other women did. I'm growing older in a way that I am choosing and creating every day. Mm, I love that. Age architects. Yes. Age techs. <laughs> Do you have any other cool words you'd like to bring out? Let's see. This one here was vintage. I don't know. Vintage it just doesn't apply to people to me. How, do, how about you? Do you think of vintage people? No. Vintage or clothes. Vintage classics? furniture. <laughs> yeah. What about versed? A ver versed. Like being well versed in something. Yes. Yeah. I like that. It goes with experienced. I kind of like that term experienced. This is an experienced speaker. This is an experienced liver. She's practiced living for most of her life. and <laughs> I love that. She's getting pretty darn good at it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some not cool words. Okay. Um, we mentioned young lady. I think lady. You know, anything that, that takes away some of this experience and strength that I've that I've gained over the course of my lifetime, if someone's going to diminish me into being that young lady, it's, you know, it's not an inside joke. I don't think it's funny. No, no, it's not like we, um, that being young is good and there's something wrong with not being young. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's skip young or not young. What about adorable? <laughs> it better be a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too. Yeah, if somebody dresses up or puts makeup on, and it's oh my gosh, you look so adorable, and it's it's again infantilizing. 
Yeah, or just, I mean, I think I am guilty of this. I do believe that I've seen little old ladies and called them adorable. Um, yes. Even that phrase, little old ladies. Yes, I know. I said that with awareness. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, what do you picture? Just look at, oh, look at that little old lady. She's so cute out grocery shopping. Isn't she adorable? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, so maybe looking at our own projections and calling out the projections we see. Agreed. Agreed. I I have always liked elder. Mm-hmm. I like elder. I don't really like elderly. Elderly sounds... Isn't it interesting how words carry different charges? It is. So if you are an elder in the group, mm-hmm. that implies that you have a certain degree of wisdom. Yes. If you're elderly in the group, it implies you've got a certain degree of fragility. Yes. And so looking at the semantics behind these is really interesting. Isn't it? How we can project positive or negative with a simple addition of an ad, making it an adverb. Yeah, it is very interesting. How about a cougar? A cougar. Mrs. Robinson. Yes. She was a cougar. She was a cougar. You know, is there, I don't think there's a term for old men who go after young women. That's normal. <laughs> but an older woman who is interested in younger men, that's kind of, she needs to have that predatory um, wildcat status. And I know, I know a lot of women who, who are interested in dating younger men who kind of like the idea that they're cougars, but I think it does, it it takes away, it makes it different. It makes it other than. Yeah. It makes us into an animal. Right. As opposed to Mm -hmm. a versed person. Right. Yeah. Um, an experienced veteran. Yes. There you go. (laughs) Senior citizen. Senior citizen. I like that term when it was originally introduced, and I think now it's taken on kind of a, a more limiting. I, I do like my senior discounts when I get them, so I do like that. I don't mind being a senior, so that's so I like that. Senior citizen, it's like, why are they more of a citizen than anyone else? Why is, why is it well, that? I think it's a citizen who is happens to be a senior, but I do think that there is a stereotype around seniors. I mean, senior citizen as opposed to elder, mm-hmm. there's uh, there's a huge chasm between yeah. those two. Well, I think it really, and I think everything we're getting to is asking us to look at the language we use and uh, decide for ourselves if we see that as having positive connotation or negative connotation. Is it somehow expressing our own internalized beliefs about aging? And there you bring up the internalized. In our last podcast on ageism, we talked about how there's external, influenced by society and media and et cetera, and there's internal. There's our own attitudes towards aging, and it's really good to look at our internal language our in, uh, and to look in the mirror and see what kind of language comes up. You know, are we saying, oh, man, I look old? Or are mm-hmm. we saying, wow, fabulous, I look older? <laughs> older and better mature <laughs> oh and then there's just plain mean geriatric yeah that implies i need to be in a facility yeah geezer geezer that was i remember in high school someone that's what they called their parents oh geezers not to their face it was just how they referred to them but I don't think of, I mean, their parents were probably in their 40s at the time, so it's like, it's a little bit funny. But I do think, do people use geezer? Maybe in television. Maybe. And sometimes it's funny. There's a, a 
business nearby that offers geezer karaoke, which starts at 6 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, you know, and it's probably, it's a difference about who's calling it, right? Yes. Because if I'm putting together something for people of my age group and I call it the Little Old Ladies Club or something, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taking well, it, we're poking Just so you know, I'm not joining it. Well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's poking fun at it, and it's it's kind of taking it on and saying, see, this is what somebody else is going to say, and I'm going to take on that title and make it fun. You know, saying geezer karaoke, certainly they're appealing to people who don't want to go out at 10 at night and, uh, and have that. So they're going to reach out, but I imagine that's a name that was put out by someone who was in that age range as opposed to someone who was younger trying to entice the older people out. That's what it feels like. It feel like it feels like we're laughing at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of like right now Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short are doing a touring show and they're calling it Now You See Them, Soon You Won't. Well, you know, and just laughing yeah. at themselves. Right. Cuz the more I think you take on the end of life images with humor and peacefulness, kind of contentment looking back over your whole life and being grateful and being happy, then yeah. you're not going to be so afraid of this concept of getting older. I, we know that's the end game. You know, we know that's where we're headed. And I think where people don't like recognizing their aging is because of the fear. Absolutely. It's the fear. Mm-hmm. We And I believe it's very healthy to to do a little internal looking at one's own fear. Mm-hmm. about aging and just like with my son how much we just project images and stereotypes when really we have no idea what life is going to be like for us 10 20 years from now mm-hmm. 30 years and can we celebrate life's natural way of slowing us down uh, making jars harder to open is it possible to recognize that as something that is natural, this life transition that we can accept and perhaps even embrace? I think it does get tricky when you were able to do something that you find yourself not able to do right now. That that's, you know, those indicators. I want to change my focus to looking at all the things that I am grateful for, all the things that I have accomplished that I wanted to do away from the things that I regret, either regret having done, regret not having done, or that I regret no longer being able to do. Hmm. So I think I choose whether I'm going to look at my life every moment up until this one with a more regretful view or a more grateful view. And the more often, I know this about myself, but the more often that I am grateful, the more often I'm happy. The more often I'm regretful, the more often I'm sad. And I think that makes a huge difference in the way we want to speak and how we embrace this aging process. If I'm looking at my gratitude, how my circle is growing still, and it will continue to grow throughout the course of my lifetime, as opposed to um, the things that I can no longer do. I, I am fortunate to have a, a teenager in the house that can open the jars. Because I find I don't have the, the strength in my arm in the same way, which was a huge surprise to me yeah. when it happened. And what I am consciously working on in my life is putting less value on what I can do and more value simply on who I am. Mm-hmm. 
Right, because that just keeps getting better and better and better as we age, as long as we keep our hearts open. And grateful. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Who knew that this conversation was going to turn to openness and gratitude? That, that's well, those are good words. Those are great words. We're talking words. about our language. Yeah. I think so often if I can look at life and I look for things to be grateful for, it's kind of like the idea if I'm looking for some problem, I will always find it. If I'm looking at an article and thinking, okay, what's wrong with this article? I can find things to criticize. At the same time, if I'm looking for things that speak to me, that are positive, that are impactful, I can find those too. It really depends upon what am I looking for. If I'm looking for problems, I will skip right over the impactful point. You can look for the dirt. You can look for the gold. They're always right. both there. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is finding the gold as we get older. Um, and a part of that is using the language that reflects our gratitude, our confidence, our vision of who we are now and who we will be. Yeah. I think tying in with our last conversation on ageism, becoming aware of our languaging becomes really important. How much of that do we apply to ourselves? Like if I'm talking about, oh, these old people, they drive so badly. Am I putting that on myself too? Am I taking it on, that internalized ageism? It's a good question. Mm -hmm. And for myself, I love being a perennial. A perennial. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it is a beautiful way to think about aging, a perennial quality to it. Yeah. It's, the, it's, you know, when you think about plants, that perennials possess the two most coveted qualities. They're gorgeous and they're hard to kill. <laughs> That sounds like a great place to end today's discussion. We're gorgeous and we're hard to kill. This is Janae Anderson and Mary Thompson signing off.